It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to Giddy Up 944. Time for the Midweek Masterclass. You can check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Chris O'Nelson, hello to you, mate. Good morning, Gareth. Uh, good day of racing at Doombin tomorrow and some really good trials happening at uh, Doombin this morning, actually. We just saw Zoo Style and Rockfire both win it earlier this morning. Yeah, so Rockfire is on towards the slot race there on New Year's Day, is it? Or New Year's Night? Uh, New Year's Eve? No, New Year's Day. That's, New Year's um, Day, yeah. That's changed this year. That's a standalone meeting at Toowoomba on New Year's Day. So he heads to the King of the Mountain and uh, he's a six to four favourite in the old, uh, old terms. It's wait for age, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah. it is. So yes. he'll win by the length of the straight, really, at weight for age, so. you would imagine. I would think so, yep. yes. I don't think it'll be too hard for him to win that. So six to four is not a bad price then. I wouldn't have thought so either. But yeah. uh, look, the whole field, the complete field hasn't been uh, hasn't been set yet. There are still quite a few slots that haven't been taken. So well, Unless Giga we'll Kid turns up, which he won't, then just get uh, on. <laughs> he won't be there. Who's he looks a good bear. As long as he handles... As long as he handles Toowoomba, it shouldn't yeah. be a problem for Imperi- Rockfire, I wouldn't think. Imperatories won't be there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say there are a few slots still open. And Common James won't be there, will he? <laughs> no, he won't be. No. He definitely won't be. So, no, he's, uh, you think he, he'd just be a mile too good for that. Yeah, you would imagine. What about tomorrow at uh, Dooman? Have you got a winner for us? Well, a couple of interesting runners. Uh, we don't know any prices yet, of course, but Tony Gollan's got this uh, filly in... Race number two, number nine, certainly can. Now, she's drawn the car park, but we'll get a few scratchings. And look, she still might be too good. She might be able to overcome that. She's had three starts. She placed on debut in a listed race. Then she resumed at Dooman back in November and ran a good second there up on speed. And then last time out again in a listed race, the mode behind West of Dolby in a bounding. Uh, she was beaten just under five lengths and things didn't really pan out. She didn't jump well at all and she was back last. So she returns to a maiden tomorrow. She looks well-placed. And this other horse, I think we've spoken about this guy before. Race seven, number 10, Barassi. He's had a million trials, a million trials, and he's looked really good at all of them. And he finally makes his debut tomorrow as a five-year-old. Ryan Maloney will ride uh, for Team Edmonds on the Gold Coast. He trialled again recently and looked very good running time under no pressure. Interestingly, they kick his career off in a class one. So they don't even go to a maiden with him. Straight to a class one. He's drawn gate two. If he runs up to those trials, he'll just win. So a really, really uh, interesting runner is Barassi, race seven, number 10. And what about those trial horses today? Any trial horses that we should be jotting down as we get close to the, well, we're in, we're in the middle of the summer carnival, but Gold Coast is just around the corner. Well, I can tell you Milo's very keen on this Sir Joe, which is spelled S-E-R, second word J-O-H, and it just trialed. One of Rob Heathcote's heading towards the three-year-old Magic Millions. Yeah, not a bad trial, sat wide and then pulled clear late. 
just won the court. The eye. I've only had about six or seven trials, but Caxton Lass in the one that was just run is a Queensland Rogues horse. Love the way she finished off. She's only had one start. She finished down the track, but there were excuses. So Caxton Lass is one I like out of the trials this morning. And we did our homework, unfortunately, Chris O'Nelson, but the New Zealand Galloper doesn't look like it'll be coming to Queensland. No. Captured by love because it hasn't nominated. No, well, the nominations, the first nominations were the 1st of December and late nominations were the 15th of December, which was last Friday. So there's no sign of that filly. Um, she was a filly off the top of my head. Yeah, she um, is a filly, yep. So yeah, that, and that's it. That's there's it. no wild card races. Yep, no so, wild card races for the two-year-olds. All right, mate. Well, there you go. Well, we appreciate your time as always. And um, yep. it's a busy time of the year for you Queensland form analysts it because it never really stops, does it? No, Christmas is a, you wouldn't want to take time off over Christmas up here. You'll just completely lose the thread of it all. So it's a great time of year. Some really good racing uh, with the Magic Millions. Uh, the, the final point, but I'll tell you what's warming up up here, Gareth, too. It's stinking hot. So, uh, yeah, it's not just the work. It's getting outside and getting a bit of sun and getting in the pool and having a swim at the beach, too. It just helps you cool off. Looking forward to it, mate. I'm looking forward to getting to the Gold Coast as well in January. So we'll be able to oh, have good. a beer there. Hey, thanks for that, mate. Appreciate it. Cheers, Gareth. There's Chris Nelson there. Let's take a break. We'll continue on the Midweek Masterclass straight after this. Great to be with you on this uh, Tuesday morning. This is Giddy Up. We're at the Midweek or halfway through the Midweek Masterclass. Great to catch up with our great mate, Mitch Lewis, who joins us now to go through his better bets at Flemington on a Wednesday afternoon. It's a rare treat for us racing fans to have a Flemington Wednesday meeting. The highlight there is the $200,000 Kensington Stakes down that straight over the 1,000 metres there at Flemington. Mitchie Lewis, hello to you. Yeah, a nice little meeting, isn't it? I reckon every race is down the straight too. Yep, so that's what we can look forward to, something a little bit different. First race is at um, local time anyway. It's at 3 o'clock, so it's rapid racing in a way, and the meeting finishes at 6 o'clock. So three hours of um, straight racing at Flemington. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I am as well. There's a few that I'm pretty keen to have a keep close eye on, but I've got two earlier plays for us yep. that I think we, we can get the overs on today, Gareth. So kicking off in race one, number four, Acid Wash. So this is the maiden of the day. This horse um, was second on debut behind Motterman at Sandown. I think we'll remember the day Motterman run. Um, it was yes. held up for a little bit of trouble from the back. Uh, when it was free running, it nearly caught Modern Man on the line. So second up here today, um, it's sitting around that $283 mark now. I, I think when some people sort of start to look at the form, they'll start to back this horse because he was definitely the eye catcher of that day a couple Wednesdays ago. So that's Acid Wash for the informed Clinton McDonald camp, Geordie Charles Wrights. Um, what else have you got for us, mate? I've got a couple of other best bets, but I'll... I'll Seeing we're doing the midweek masterclass, I'm concentrating on the ones that I think might get backed early. So I'll come back with the other best bets tomorrow. But I think the one that I've found a little bit overs later in the card is race five, number 12, Ledecky's Dream for Peter Moody and Kath Coleman. Some of the early, uh, recent form of this horse in its last prep was pretty strong. And I think it maps pretty nicely as long as the inside isn't too bad. So it's got the early speed out of barrier four. I just think Ledecky's Dream is going to put itself in a very nice position and it's a good each-way play. I just sort of thought it was slightly over the odds, so potentially we're not going to get the price that it is now tomorrow. It's not a very strong race. It's a no-metro win race, so I reckon it's the one that's got the, the sort of stronger form through its career. 
So Ledecky's Dream um, and Acid Wash Race 1, number 4, Race 5, number 12. So there are our two plays there, mate. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I reckon I've got a couple more that we could throw in tomorrow. We just want to wait for wait for the odds. I don't think there's much point mentioning them now. Like Stan's Doot the, for the Walker camp, I don't think – I think that's about its price now. So there's not much point betting on it early, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. And the South Australian meeting on a Wednesday afternoon, we are going – there's been plenty of racing in SA, and we're at Port Lincoln on a Wednesday. Yeah, they, they, they're not stopping in SA. They've got an Oak Bank meeting on Friday as well. So um, plenty of racing around. But, yeah, Port Lincoln, nine races. They don't often have nine on a Wednesday. So, look, um, it's an interesting meeting again. It's it's currently a soft six. We don't usually see it as a soft six too often at Port Lincoln. The, the one that I'm probably really keen on to back early, as long as I'm getting the right price, is race nine, number nine. Oh, wait, have I got... Yeah, race nine, number nine. I wrote number seven. Uh, I need a drink. So it's going to have no weight on its back. Rochelle Milne's in the saddle. This horse, they've won twice together before. It's a track and distance specialist. Um, I think it'll definitely improve off what it did in its last effort out of barrier three now rather than barrier ten. Oh, yep. Look, I'm hoping they open it at around maybe maybe like $5, uh, and it jumped at about 380 last time. I'd imagine there'll be a similar setup. So that's the one that I'm keeping an eye on for the early play. If they have something like a five in the front of it, I'd be pretty keen to back it early. So I need a drink. Uh, race yeah, four, number nine. Or race nine, number nine, I should say. What else have you got for us, mate? Oh, a little bit earlier in the card, there's one. I just want to make sure if it's a good try. No, he, sorry, he does have the soft form. Race four, number four, Commando Miss, the Clark and O'Shea team. Um, it's placed in its last two. They don't usually take them up to Port Lincoln. They sort of only do that when they think that there's a kill job on. So barrier two, Ben Price in the saddle. I think if they do take the horse up to Port Lincoln, yeah, they think this is its best opportunity for a win given it's placed in its last two. Beautiful. So a couple at Port Lincoln, a couple at Flemington on a Wednesday, mate. Hopefully we can make some money. Yeah, I think so. And then I reckon we'll have... We'll see what the markets look like tomorrow when we touch base for the confirm those best bets. All right. Love your work. Thanks for that, Mitchie. Thanks, mate. You have a good day. Same to you. So there's a couple of meetings there from Victoria and also South Australia to look at, but that Flemington meeting, all races down the straight, half an hour gaps um, throughout the day. So it's three hours of rapid racing in a way there at Flemington on a Wednesday afternoon. They're racing at Warwick Farm, the premier meeting in New South Wales, seven races as well. First race there from the farm is at two o'clock and that final event at a uh, quarter to six. Mark Roden joins us now to go through his best. G'day, Mark. G'day, Gareth. How are you? Good, thank you, mate. Um, what are you expecting here at the farm tomorrow? What's what's the weather looking like? Um, we're on a good four rail out of what five metres from the thousand to the winning post and three metres for the remainder. How do you assess the conditions there tomorrow? Yeah, the weather's the, uh, going to be critical. There's... Look, it looks like they're going to get some rain, but how much is completely up in the air. You know, the rain can be so localised and the heavy or light, depending on which suburb you're in in Sydney. So um, they could either be lucky or unlucky. So we just have to um, do our best. All right, mate. Where do we start with your better bets? Uh, I found two. Starting in race four, it's number two, Lavish Empire. Um, got a bit of a... He tends to get back in his races, but at the moment, if there's not too many scratchings, there looks to be enough speed him to get his chance and if that rain does arrive I expect, expect they'll get a bit off the fence in the straight so he may be the one that's suited. He's had three runs at Warwick Farm. He's had a wing. He had a good third behind Exilatus uh, in his first prep and 
he had one go there last prep and he just was never ever on the track. He was trapped about five or six wide on a limb and um, and only beaten a length and a half. So that wasn't a bad run, run either. He's got good Warwick Farm form. He's one on heavy if that does arrive. He could be the one that ends up suited and around 460 plus, maybe 480. I think he's probably the best value bet in that race. So race four, number two, Lavish Empire. What else have you got for us, mate? Uh, over to the last, Amar Eustace Horse, uh, number five, Tumbling. Uh, look, very uh, eye-catching win at Canterbury the other night. Uh, to be quite honest, it was run to suit there, but still the the amount of ground it made up around a track like Canterbury coming from last to win that race uh, suggested it uh, might have something. Mm-hmm. It was first up after a pretty long break. Um, should have some improvement. I don't expect it to be that far back in the run this time. Uh, middle gate in the bigger field, I'd expect it to be midfield at best. And I really do think he looks like he's got some upside. He is the favourite, but I think he's a backable price at around 380. Uh, cool Jakey was a short price favourite first up. He had some excuses. He, he sort of knuckled over at the start and may, may not have got where he wanted, but I don't think he, he didn't really do a lot in the last 100. So the jury's out on him for mine. And he's the second pick in the race. So I'm pretty... Um, Pretty happy to be with number five, Tumbling, there. Yeah, Tumbling's an interesting horse. Uh, Aussie Kerr and Johnny O'Neill and their Aussie Kerr colours with Tumbling. One nicely, as you point out there at Canterbury. Canterbury. They've got Spywire and Tumbling, both trapeze artists. So I think nearly the best two trapeze artist horses I've seen are in those colours of Aussie Kerr and Tumbling. And, and also Spywire looks above average. So that's interesting. They've been able to get the very best out of that particular site. Um, trapeze artists. So they're the only two plays there, mate? Uh, yeah, it is. It's a finished card again. It yeah. often happens on these Wednesdays. But, yeah, those two are those. All right, mate. Go and get them. Thanks for that, Mark. We appreciate your time as always. No worries. Uh, thanks, Gary.